The transfer portal opens for Iowa football and across college football. Some big names already in there from the Hawkeyes. And Iowa goes on the road in men's basketball and is throttled by Purdue. We break it down today. Locked on Hawkeyes. You are locked on Hawkeyes. Your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. While you're there, hit that subscribe button. Just takes a moment and helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Well, the portal's open as we sit here on a Tuesday, and that means there is going to be a whole lot of wheeling and dealing happening across college football. A couple of big names yesterday in the college football ranks, including Kyle McCord of Ohio State, Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma, a couple of big quarterback names in there, Cam Ward last week of Washington State. Uh, We saw Riley Leonard of Duke. This is the new age of college football that is here, and this is the new reality of what you look at each and every time uh, we talk about the transfer portal, what it's going to be, and what it's going to look like. So, you know, Iowa, when we start and talk about the quarterback position, we know what look next season likely is going to look like. And it's going to obviously start at the quarterback position with Cade McNamara. McNamara coming back off the season, off the torn ACL, a guy that had an injury a year ago, his season at Michigan. His season came to a close as him and J.J. McCarthy early in the season were fighting for the starting job, ultimately went to McCarthy, and then the injury to McNamara led to where he ultimately entered the portal and very quickly uh, became an Iowa Hawkeye. We go back to, obviously, August camp, the injury at Kids Day, and what happened there. We never got to see a full Cade McNamara, but... Really, my concern about this and the way that this is set up, we know McNamara is going to be the guy. Likely, Deacon Hill is going to be the number two. Perhaps Marco Lyonez is your number three. James Reeser comes in next season as a true freshman. Uh, Joe Labus has entered the transfer portal. We'll get to that here in a moment. But to go into a season next year with Cade McNamara, a healthy Cade McNamara, I think you feel good. New offensive coordinator, hopefully new passing scheme, hopefully a push forward to the 21st century and what they're looking to do in the passing game, that would be something that would be definitely a positive. And you have a competent quarterback, a guy that, though he's not a game changer, he is definitely a game manager. And McNamara, at minimum, is going to be a competent quarterback. It did not go very well for him this year. You look at the overall numbers, they're not good. And we'll talk about Deacon Hill and his numbers, which have proved to be very poor this year. Uh, Some numbers that come out and just show you statistically how ugly it is. But overall, when you look at the quarterback position for Iowa, the concern with McNamara is the frailty. Uh, This is a guy that has dealt with major injury multiple times now in his career. This is a guy that has dealt with two major injuries here already at Iowa during his short tenure as the Hawkeyes quarterback. And to go into a season with him as your starter, okay, but what else is behind him? Deacon Hill we saw throughout the course of the season just is not good enough to be a Big Ten quarterback. He just isn't. A nice kid, but with the accuracy issues that he has, even the simplistic offense that Iowa ran, trying to keep things as simple as possible for him, it wasn't good. 
his biggest strength was taken away by the Iowa coaching staff. We saw early in his tenure to actually taking some shots downfield. That got coached out of him. God forbid you take a shot down the field. I mean, you're playing Michigan. Yeah, let's just play this thing in a phone booth. We'll be able to beat the Wolverines that way. And we knew that obviously was not the case. It was a deplorable game plan by Brian Ferentz. But that aside, that happened throughout the course of the end of the season where Deacon Hill was not able to use his best attribute, that big right arm. And he is your backup. Well, he's a backup that isn't good enough. Not good enough in the new Big Ten for Iowa to compete at the highest levels. And we see that gap continuing to grow between Iowa and everybody else. The defense right there. Special teams most times right there. The offense so bad, so hideous, there's nothing that you can do. And that's where we are at this point in time with this Iowa football team and what they're going to be. I believe that Iowa should be definitely shopping in the portal, be it for a guy that is fine being a backup, understanding the reality that Cade McNamara is going to be the starter, but looking at a young guy. You know, there's going to be a lot of redshirt freshmen, sophomores that are going to be entering the portal. And maybe not even names that we know because they haven't seen the field yet. But I think Iowa is doing a disservice to themselves if they're going to go into the season with Deacon Hill as the backup. You have to be looking. And not only that, knowing that Cade McNamara just has one season remaining of college eligibility. And because of that, you have to look towards the future. You know, we talked to Brian Smith here, our lockdown recruiting expert. He's from Florida. He's seen a lot of James Reeser. He's not a believer in James Reeser, and he's not alone. There's guys that believe that ultimately his best destination is not the quarterback position. It'll be a position, a position switch for him down the line. Look, Marco Lioness couldn't get a snap on this team. And Kirk says, well, we watch him in practice. Look, if you watch practice and you come up, the Deacon Hill is your only co- choice to go at the quarterback position. From what we saw from him this year, you got a problem. That means Marco Lionez, even as a true freshman, probably is not good enough to be a Big Ten quarterback. If he can't get snaps in this team, on this offense, from what we saw over the final seven weeks of the season, that shows you he's probably not good enough either. And that's where you are. Iowa needs to do their due diligence. They need to at least explore the option of going out and finding another quarterback and a guy that can be a backup for next season or perhaps be your starter for 2025. That's what Iowa needs to be doing. Mentioned Joe Labus. He is in the transfer portal. He is in there along with Deontay Vines. As he announced yesterday, I saw Deontay Vines already with a Pittsburgh offer back uh, closer to home, the Connecticut kid. Deontay Vines felt like he should have been better than he was during the course of his season. Uh, Antonio Thompson, that's one that stings. You know, we saw Thompson play on special teams this year, a couple of block punts. Obviously, that's going to be a headliner right there. But A couple with what Thompson, you know, I think still can be as a defensive lineman down the line, helping up in the middle. We look at towards next season, Logan Lee departs at the defensive tackle position. We hope that Y.A. Black is back from a selfish perspective, but I'm sure that he is going to at least take a look at the NFL and see what the advisory uh, says about him. He played some great football on the back half of the year, and he did it for a long time with an injured shoulder. I thought Y.A. Black took a big step forward. And all of a sudden, that defensive tackle room, yeah, and Aaron Graves will be back next year. You got a guy like Pittman if he sticks around. But overall, uh, that's something that definitely needs to be looked at for this Iowa team, Ontario Thompson, on the way out and won the stings. Uh, Brendan Dees Fernandez, he is also in the transfer portal. And a guy that, unfortunately for him, um, probably best remembered for having the punt bounce off him out of Penn State. 
in that game when I was at least still hanging around in that football game in the first half as that one went off him. A special teamer. He was a Phil special, right? A Phil Parker special, a guy that he recruited very late, thought maybe they found something there. Never translated to a cornerback, helped out on special teams. He's in the portal. And then, of course, finally, Spencer Petrus. And very quickly, Spencer Petrus has signed on to play at Utah State, a Utah State room that looks to me the quarterback room pretty open there. And uh, we'll see what Petrus if he sees the field in his final year of eligibility. So as we speak here today on Tuesday morning, five guys in the transfer portal for the Hawkeyes. We'll talk more about some shopping. We talked about that last week. You can always go back, catch any episode here of Lockdown Hawkeyes. One of them last week, we really talked about the position groups that we believe is going to be the most important for Iowa to be targeting in the transfer portal. Last night, it did not go well for the Iowa Hawkeyes as they made their way to Purdue. Mackey Arena, normally a house of horrors for the Hawkeyes, and oh, it continued last night. We will talk about that as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Well, it is that season, right? Christmas season is here, and if you're looking for some gifts... Maybe it's a sports fan. Obviously, find tickets at the Game Time app. Or could be something a little bit different. Maybe the wife, maybe the kids want to do something a little bit different. Game Time has you covered, and Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off. Your first purchase. Again, the Game Time app, create an account and use that code Locked On College for $20 off your first out order. Locked On College is the code L O C K E D O N C O L E G E. Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Trey Conda back with you again on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. All right, time to talk some hopes in. No surprise last night of how things went out at Purdue, taking on Zach Eady and that squad. Uh, always a difficult one. There is no doubt about it. It is incredibly difficult overall of uh, when you're taking on a team like that, the way that they're built and uh, things outside of the Big Ten Championship game a couple of years ago have not gone very well for the Hawkeyes when they face the Boilermakers. But this one hanging around early on, uh, what is it, 13-9 early in the basketball game, but it, it just got ugly and it got ugly very, very quickly. And we saw that continue throughout the course of the game. They run out of the gym. And when you're run out of the gym like that, it's frustrating. It's disappointing. You hope that you know you can see an Iowa team at least hang around for a little bit. And that was never the case. They get down with 35 points at one point. Ben Cricky giving up seven, eight inches inside to Zach Eady, a 7-4 against 6-9. He saw the way that that turned up. 7-12 from the field, um, a 7-13 overall, 0-1 from three. Had four rebounds in the game, but turned it over three different times. It was just they can't compete at the highest level. Edie was playing well. And then maybe the frustrating aspect that stands out most is when Edie exited the game, 
that's when Purdue went on their first big run and really stretched that lead out, and it got ugly in a hurry. 27-14, and you knew the game was over, really, at that point. Getting doubled up 32-16, they made a bit of a comeback late in the second half, but at that point, it just didn't matter. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, what a five from the floor. Did have five rebounds, at least did that, something we don't see a ton of from Patrick. Two assists, one turnover. Asante Bowen, 13 minutes. Now, the point guard spot still remains, I think, the most interesting point of this Iowa basketball team is what they're going to do. Asante Bowen plays 13 minutes last night. And we're almost falling into the same kind of trap that we saw a year ago with the starting point guard when it was Aaron Euless. Although Aaron Euless, yes, was the starter, he didn't play starter minutes. This is what we've seen here as of late during this uh, last four-game stretch for Bowen. He plays 24 minutes against Oklahoma, 15 against Seton Hall, 17 against North Florida, and then just 13 minutes last night. Look, if you're going to make a change, make a change. And be it if you're going to go with Josh Dix and see if that works, and you put Dix and Perkins together in the backcourt, those guys share the point guard duties, you go that direction. If it is going to be Brock Harding, you say, look, we're just going to go out there and have Harding be the guy. He's going to be the guy of the future at the point guard position. We'll take our lumps and understand that then go that direction. But if DeSante Bowen is your starter, then let him be a starter and and let him make a mistake and not get pulled out of the game. Last night, four assists in 13 minutes at a game where not many guys were playing even at that kind of level. An offensive rating of 116. Owen Freeman went in, banged there. You know, and, and then we have, of course, I was surprised that Evan Bronze didn't get more run. You know, they bring in Bronze from Belmont. A banger, a guy with some physicality, and a guy that I believe, A, that Owen Freeman should be starting along with Ben Cricky. That your starting lineup should be Ben Cricky, Owen Freeman. Those are your big guys. And then Sanford, Perkins, and then whatever you decide at the point guard position. I'm sorry, Patrick McCaffrey should not be a starter on this team. He just does not add enough to this team to be a starter. Rotational play, sure. But he should not be a guy last night getting the fourth most minutes. Just shouldn't. Simple as that. Josh Dix, okay, misses a couple three-pointers in the game. Price Sanford, I think he's a guy, the younger Sanford, he's going to be a guy that is eventually squeezed out of the rotation. But if there was ever a game to see a little bit more Evan Bronze, when not only you're taking on Zach Eady, a big power forward in Kaufman-Wren, when you got two guys like that out there, they're being first off the bench. I mean, this would be a game where you're definitely playing more bigs. And Evan Bronze just played late in the game. And gets four minutes there. Look, Evan Brown's not a great offensive player. And I guess that's where the rub is because we know Fran's always looking for offensive players. But I, I thought if there was going to be a time, it would be last night. And unfortunately, we didn't see that from Bronze. Bad effort. Bad game. Got to flesh it because very quickly, you get Iowa State. And an Iowa State team that the Cyclones are, I, I don't want to say they're fledgling. But this has not been the Iowa State team that I certainly anticipated we were going to see coming into the year. You know, I thought they were going to be a fringe top 25 team, and though they've gone out in their bye games and dominated, and that helps you in the net rankings. Uh, what happened to them when they went down to Florida in their exempt tournament, barely getting by VCU, getting beat by a very average Virginia Tech team, losing to Texas A&M, which is no problem. It's a problem when you're up 21, though, and blow that kind of lead. Texas A&M playing without two of their top three players also in that game. It's just an Iowa State team that is not exactly clicked here. It's not impossible, I guess is where I'm saying. And coming into the year, impossible is not the right word for it, but a very, very difficult game, you know, 80-20 chance, something like that of winning. 
I think there's a better chance now than there was. But I was got to shoot the basketball a whole lot better. I was got to be clicking, and they got to get some stops. Taven Lipsy's playing an incredible level on the uh, point guard position for Iowa State right now. We'll break that one down a little bit more. Of course, also the Cyhawk game coming up with uh, the women's side on Wednesday evening. We'll talk about that one coming up here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Uh, final thoughts, though, on the game against Purdue. As I said, got to flush it, got to move on. There's not a whole lot that can be said. You're dominated. The saving grace here, though, is overall in the Big Ten this year, after Purdue, it's a whole lot of yuck. Uh, this conference overall has been a huge disappointment this season. You take a look uh, at the rankings right now, and you're seeing after Purdue, this is just a, a group that is overall pretty average. So Purdue is ranked right now at Ken Palm, second in the country. Illinois, 16th. Ohio State, 24th. Yeah, Wisconsin, Michigan State. It, it's it's a down year in the Big Ten. And I think there's a real opportunity here for Iowa to pile up some victories, to give themselves a shot. Uh, the projected records right now in the Big Ten has Purdue at 16-4, and four, followed up by 13-7 and seven for all Illinois, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. So that comprises, if you will, kind of your top five. And then you get into the next tier, and I was in that next tier with Northwestern, who had that nice win on Friday night against Purdue. Uh, also teams in that mix, 9-11 uh, and 11 for Michigan, Nebraska, Indiana. That's that next tier. Rutgers, Maryland at 8-12. and 12. Those are projected records, again, from Ken Pomeroy. So the good news is this is not a behemoth of a conference this year. There's still a path, but we know what's coming up for the Hawkeyes after Iowa State. That game against Michigan, you talk about a must win. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. That home game against Michigan on Sunday, that goes in must-win category. Mentioned, coming up this week, it's a big one. It's Cyhawk week for Iowa, Iowa State, both on the women's and men's side. We'll take a quick peek at that one. And some final thoughts as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs to help find some people for my small business, and finding quality candidates is always one of the most difficult things to find when you're running a small business. Look, you're a Fortune 500. It's easy, right? People are coming to you. Small business, you have to have people understand what you're doing, what you're looking for, and time is money. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network with more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And they just launched a new feature. This is great. Helps you write job descriptions, makes the process faster and easier for you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Trent kind of back with you one final time on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. As we take a look forward to the week, Iowa State, we talked about the matchup on Thursday. That'll be a 6.30 tip-off, and it'll be a difficult environment in Hilton. Uh, we know how that's going to be. The day before that, though, the Iowa women, who remain number four in the AP rankings after uh, last week's performance, they are sitting at number four. Iowa State will be ready, but this is not 
the Bill Fennelly teams that we're used to in the past. Uh, this Iowa State women's team has struggled at times shooting the basketball from deep, something that you're very surprised by. They're very young. Addie Brown might be their best player already uh, with Ryan out at this point in time. So uh, she's played really well, had maybe her best performance on Sunday and win against UNC. What was that? UNC Wilmington uh, that they beat on Sunday. So she's played really well. Adi Crooks, if you follow girls basketball here in the state of Iowa, you probably remember her from Algona Garrigan. She's inside. She is a very, very talented uh, post player. You need to get up and down the floor. You need Hannah Stolke running the floor. And it sounds like Hannah Stolke is going to be back for that one. Certainly necessary in a game like this. Uh, this is going to be one where you need the post players playing well. Caitlin Clark probably going to get the booing treatment, I'm going to guess, from the Cyclone fans. Has there ever been a fan base? That has, get, that has a player get under their skin more than Iowa State and Caitlin Clark. I don't know if there is. I mean, anything Caitlin Clark does, it, it is just derided by that Cyclone fan base. And there is there is something going on there that they are not pleased about all the pub that Caitlin Clark got. Hey, hey she's changed the game. She's changed women's basketball. Yet, uh, for our neighbors in Ames, uh, it is too much for them, apparently, to handle. Should be a fun week of basketball. I mentioned the transfer portal. We got a whole lot coming up here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes on that front. We'll continue to break things down and talk more about that in the coming days. And we'll dive back in, uh, take a little deeper look as we get more names in the portal and find out exactly uh, what it's going to look like and what Iowa needs to be shopping for. And hopefully... Start to get a couple of names. I know there uh, was a wide receiver that I had Iowa listed as one of, I don't know, 15 teams that have already reached out. You can't get really excited to be one of 15 at this point in time. And then the pending question of what I was going to do at the offensive coordinator position. Is this something that Kirk Ferentz is going to be willing to get outside of his comfort zone, go out there and actually, you know, make the move that needs to be made or is it well we still have a game in front of us we'll do it afterwards because iowa i don't think they can afford to do that at this point in time that'll do it for today thanks for making lockdown hawkeyes your first listen every day don't forget lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube it's lockdown sports today for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. While you're here, hit that subscribe button for us, Lockdown Hawkeyes, with you each and every day. Your team every day. That's what we do on the Lockdown Hawkeyes Network and across the Lockdown Network. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks!